Welcome to the Civil Air Patrol Podcast. I am your co-host, Cadet Air- Senior Airman Jardulo, here with Second Lieutenant Bruder. Second Lieutenant Bruder, how are you? Uh, I am, uh, I'm good tonight. How are you? I am very good. And how was your 2018? I'm looking forward to hearing how your 2018 was cap-wise, because I know mine was a very good 2018. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've actually been thinking about going through, finding all the um, videos and uh, pictures and stuff I have. And, um, you know, doing kind of a cap year in review. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, All right. a pretty interesting year with the stuff I've done. Yeah, and why don't you, as the first, um, you know, kind of episode, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, so, yeah, um, as, the, uh, as you said before, I'm Cadet Second Lieutenant Bruder. I've been in the, uh, I've been in the cadet program for about uh, two and a half years now. And I am... Um, I am a uh, member in New York Wing in uh, in uh, Buffalo, so it's a uh, pretty fun uh, experience there. And um, you know, I've uh, I've been to encampment twice. One as basic year, obviously, and then I went back as public affairs as a um, senior master sergeant. And then um, I've been to a uh, one NCSA. I or well, if you're new, I'm not stand for a National Cadet Special Activity. Um, I've been to um, Mark Flight Academy, the uh, model and remote control, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So that's kind of a little brief overview of the uh, you know events I've done in camp, two O flights, and um, it's kind of sad. In two and a half years, I've had two O flights. Well, still, what a cap career! I've actually been to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but I have never been to Buffalo, and Buffalo is one of the places that I actually want to go one day. So yeah, it sounds really cool. So, yeah. me. Niagara Falls and stuff. I haven't been to um. Hey, when I was in Wisconsin, Oshkosh, um, I wasn't there for the air show. Though I was there about a week before Air Venture. Hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. But as far as me, I haven't been in Cap as long, so I ha- have not been able to have the experiences that you have. I haven't even been to Encampment yet because I joined them about two months before Encampment for New Jersey Wing, and I am in New Jersey Wing, but. Yeah, I have still participated in the mini balloon festival and the actual balloon festival, which is a three-day overnight volunteer thing. It's like a huge thing. It's the Quick Check Balloon Festival. So, yeah, there's like, there's concerts, there's everything. There's, you know, you get like free samples of stuff. It's actually really cool. And then you get to see like balloons go off. Um, Really cool experience. And I got to join the color guard and help them out before I was actually officially on Color Guard, because now I am on Color Guard, but I got to help them out with the John Bassalone Parade. So if you do not, who, do not know who John Bassalone is, John Bassalone is a World War II hero. They had a full mass for him. So, you know, we brought up, brought up the six branches flags at the beginning and brought them back at the end. And then we marched in his parade with the rifles and the colors. So you yeah, a really cool experience, and... I actually was supposed to be the first sergeant, but there were some difficulties there. So now I am a flight sergeant. So yeah, really blessed to be able to have a line spot at such, you know, like a, a new cadet, be such a new cadet and have a line staff position. Um, so yeah. yeah. I, so I assume since, you know, you're still an airman, like you're not even a NCO yet, um, and you're uh, and, uh, you're kind of in a little bit higher up position, um, I assume you have a relatively small squadron. Actually, we do not have a relatively small squadron. We have about, well, I mean, 
I don't know, it depends. I don't really know how every other squadron is, but I know Jersey squadrons are, like, lacking right now. But we have 68 cadets. Um, it's just that they're all, like, they have their, they've had their curry for, like, three years. They don't promote. So, there's just a problem. So, I was, like, the, I'm, like, the only one who promotes still. Besides, like, everybody who's an NCO promotes, but anybody below an NCO doesn't promote anymore. So, and I was, like, one of the few people to actually promote. So, that's why they picked me, because I was the only one who promote. But, you know, there's some difficulties there. Um, not a big deal. But, yeah, I am looking for looking forward to 2019, you know, to volunteer again and actually be able to go to encampment and you know be a part of color guard and hopefully go to nationals because last year the color guard team went to nationals i unfortunately was not a part of that but they did go to dayton ohio for nationals and i believe they did place 16th in nationals so yeah definitely pretty, looking forward to that that's pretty cool because i'm um, you know actually i'm uh I, I did i had one color guard experience actually it was at a wedding um one of our uh, our uh, sister squadron. Um, it's uh down. It's a bit about thirty minutes south of here in um Hamburg, New York. And, and we did um I did color guard for the the uh, commander's wedding. You know we did the um well since we can't you know do the uh rifle arc, uh, we had to do um the we had to or we can't do the saber arc. We can't do, we uh, had to do it with rifles instead. Um, so that was kind of fun, and the, uh, other thing I did, actually, um, you know, I was going to attend a, uh, honor guard school over in, uh, just, actually at South Hounds again, um, which is what we had the, uh, squadron called, but, um, it was, uh, unfortunately canceled. Yeah, that really sucks. I mean, color guard is probably my favorite thing in CAP right now, and we have a chief, he was in the U.S. Air Force, he just retired a couple months ago, and he's, like, really strict, and he... You know, he, like, if he wasn't there, our squadron would be, you know, like, the rest of them, you know. I'm not saying, like, the rest of them are bad, but the rest of them are, like, I guess you could say average in New Jersey. New Jersey wings, their color guard is average, but ours, we go above and beyond because he just, you know, he needs excellence. I, I yeah, I know. I just assume he's, you know, quite strict stuff. Um, he was a chief in the Air Force, you said, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's quite a rare thing to see in the uh, Air Force. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, what are you looking forward to in 2019? Because I know um, you are already second lieutenant. You know, are you looking to you know maybe get spats eventually? Maybe not in 2019, but maybe 2020. Sometime, sometime eventually. But um, you know, it's kind of a hard thing to accomplish here actually. But um, the other one is uh, what's it called. Earhart? Okay, yeah, well, that's, like, the minimum. That's, like, gonna be my minimum for what I want to reach. I at least want to get be a captain, but, um, you know, uh, I, I, I'd be fu- I'd be fine with a lieutenant colonel. But, um, the other one, um, what was I saying? I completely lost track about my training line. Actually, oh. uh, yeah, I'm, um, once I got promoted to U.S. second lieutenant, I'm now my squadron's deputy commander. And, uh, it's pretty cool, and the other thing I'm I'm looking forward to in 2019 is, um, my uh, NCSA is like um I applied for, <laughs> I applied for all of the glider academies and hopes that I you know get accepted yeah at least one of them, because you know 
I'm in cap for, you know, the aviation aspect of it, and it's kind of nice actually on this podcast because you're not in it so much for the aviation aspect, you're in it for more like the military aspect, right? Yeah, so there's definitely like, um, that's definitely like a good thing because, you know, you we have like two sides of it. I'm in for the military side and you're in for like the aerospace side, so we'll get a little bit of both because if it was just me, you know, it'd be like more military based, but if it was just you, it'd be aerospace 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 based but now we like kind of come together you know to kind of even those two things out balance now you need a good mixture of the two or else it's you know only good for you know one person and it might bore you know the next crowd of people yeah definitely it's going to attract more people but yeah definitely looking for 2019 and cap and i wish the best for everybody who's listening right now but yeah I mean, you want to uh, you want you want to go to uh, PJOC, correct? Yes. Good luck with that. Yeah, one person actually, um, who was the first sergeant at the time, asked me what I wanted to be. I said I pararescuer in the U.S. Air Force because at first I just wanted to go in the Marines, you know. Then I was like, then I joined CAP. I was like, yo, Air Force is like cooler than like that. I always thought that it was like that technology kind of branch that just did technology stuff. But I was like, oh, pararescuer sounds full fun. So I was like, all right, I want to be a pararescuer in the U.S. Air Force. And my first sergeant told me, yeah, you ain't becoming that. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be a pararescuer, you know. So that even, like, that made me want to do it even more because. Yeah. PJ, being a PJ is like, yeah, like when you go to the school, there's an 80% dropout rate. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I've watched a couple of videos on it, you know, just out of curiosity. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, you know, know what I would be getting into. It's definitely hard, but I definitely think I have it, like, in me, you know, just like, you know, your my gene, like, in my gene to be able to push through that stuff yeah. and, you know, overcome. I know him. There's a, uh, actually another cadet in my, there's a cadet in my squadron, um, he's our, uh, first sergeant, he wants to be a PJ, so I might, uh, I might, you know, have to, uh, connect you with him. Yeah, I guess it must be a first sergeant thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, you know, there, we, there's one of those in every squadron. I always want to be PJ. Yeah, so speaking about um, careers, um, and I obviously want to be a PJ, what do you want to be when you, you know, grow out of cap and go into the real world? Um, I want to be a pilot. For, like, a branch of the military, United um, Airlines, you know, if like it kinda, Yeah, if it does that, if it comes to that, I, I'll do that. But, um, you know, my main goal is to become a, a civilian, you know, uh, airline pilot. Oh yeah, okay. So, um, so like you know, big big names like United Airlines or like maybe like a Cessna pilot who like or like a private flying person. I don't know what you call yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to you know become some you know famous rich dude's uh, private jet pilot. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, I think I'm probably just gonna end up with a uh, you know major U.S. carrier. Yeah. Um. But uh, what I, I want to start off with, um, I don't know if anyone listening here knows, but um. I want to start off with an airline called Ameriflight. It's a, a small cargo airline. They fly small twin-engine prop planes, and um, they have a flow-through flow program to UPS where it can eventually move up and fly bigger aircraft to uh, faraway places. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt the podcast here for a second. Make sure you guys, first of all, if you guys are listening to us on SoundCloud, make sure to hit the follow button. If you're listening on iTunes Podcasts, make sure to leave a review, rate it, subscribe, Check out the YouTube, youtube.com um, backslash Civil Air Patroller. And check out the Instagram, Civil Air Patroller. 
So yeah, we actually have two articles here. The first article being cell phones forensics team helps find five people in Nevada. Yeah, that one um that kind of you know that that was a uh, pretty interesting to actually look at because well in us I didn't even know Civil Air Patrol had a cell phone forensics team, which you know kind of surprised me. Yeah, as Second Lieutenant Bruder said, I didn't even, me and him didn't even know that there was a cell phones forensics team. And I would definitely want to be a part of the cell phones forensics team. Um, but yeah, they helped find three adults and two children that set off for a yeah. camping trip. And on December 9th, so this podcast was supposed to be coming out a couple weeks earlier. So that's why these um, are a little outdated. Yeah, we did, uh, we, uh, we had some, you know, uh, problems recording with know software kind of <laughs> deleting our yeah you know, entire first attempt at a podcast so you know this is a, a hurry run um but yeah it appears as if they you know they went out for you know just a little day trip i guess and they um four-wheel drive vehicle yeah so it wasn't really like they were in a like a prius or something like you know kind of getting it handed them handed to them so like this really shouldn't even like happen a Jeep or something. yeah definitely uh, it, it, uh, it appears as if the uh, vehicle had some, you know, engine troubles or something, and um, they kind of got stuck out in the uh, desert, and um, it was, uh, it was uh, they were there for quite a while, and it did get pretty cold as Sub-Zero. Yeah, and um, the Sheriff's Department actually spent seven hours searching in the woods. Like, I know you're dealing with the missing persons, but just to spend seven hours in the woods is, like, really hard. I go hunting, it, yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even look like it's the uh, woods, actually, it looks like it's, and you know, it's in Arizona, or no, uh, yeah. in Nevada, actually, and, um, so I'd assume they'd be kind of more, you know, desert, kind of flattish lands with some, you know, hills and shrubbery there Yeah, I guess there. I, I guess I didn't really think about that, but after seven hours for searching, they found absolutely nothing. Not even they were, they were, um, they were alerted around 6.45 p.m. local time. And, um, I guess they, uh, they were dispatched 45 minutes later, and, uh, they still had not found the people. Um, and, uh, Civil Air Patrol was contacted around 1.30 a.m. that same day. And, um, he'd, he had, uh, he'd heard about it from the, uh, training mission. From a, a training mission with the sheriffs, uh, quite a few years ago, actually. But, um, he kind of remembered it and, you know, thought, you know, people going out, they have a car, they probably have a cell phone. So, yes, they and they somehow managed to uh, triangulate the uh, position, I'm going to guess. And they did eventually find the people. So that's always good when you find the people and they're not hurt at all. So yeah, with that, we're going to get into the second article, which is SpaceX launched the most powerful GPS the U.S. Air Force has ever launched. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty interesting because, you know, for me, this is kind of something that, you know, intrigues me because it's more on the aerospace side of things in uh, this. And, um, you know, it appears they launched it um, atop a Falcon 9 rocket, and which uh, everything functioned as planned. And um, this was their uh, final launch of 2018, it appears. Um, this launch, uh, this uh, episode was actually recorded in 2018, so it was a little bit more current back then but you know problems yes and actually it was actually supposed to be launched a week before so like currently like three four weeks before but actually rain 
or weather prevented prevented it from launching. But yeah, I also think like maybe Cap should like work something out to get a GPS, you know, because we could just you know do a couple things with that. I mean, I guess like you know U.S. Air Force Cap were related. We don't need two GPSs, but maybe like the U.S. Air Force like old old GPS, you know, they could well, give it to uh, us and stuff actually, like that. Actually, if I can interrupt you for a second, sorry about that, but um, I think we got, I think we, you know, utilize the same GPS. Yeah, I actually wasn't sure about that, and I figured you would know, so I was actually going to ask you, you know, like, do we kind of, like, use the same thing as them, or do we, like, go through them to use it? Yeah, and actually, um, a little bit of insight here, um, what the Air Force actually does is, so... When uh, the Civil Air Patrol is um, requested for help on a mission, what actually happens is they take, they they will they'll send uh, whoever's going out a, a picture of the a map, and it'll have circles like green circles on top of the map, like overlapping, and in that circle is anywhere they could be. So there'll be like say forty, like there'll be like ten circles, like. Oh, and so that'll be the uh, search area, and that's given to us by the Air Force. So and then once we're done there, we just use traditional navigational aids. Like, um, actually, I have a handheld GPS right here. Um, they'd use something like that, and or they'd use the uh, aircraft um, navigation systems. But um, yeah, and the Air Force isn't, you know, the only ones with GPS systems. There's like at any given time, um, if you look into the sky, there's at least, well, you can't see them, but they're there, but there's at least three GPS satellites above you to triangulate your position on Earth. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't know it that deep, and I figured you would, so it actually does sound really cool, and definitely something that I would be interested in, in doing, even though I'm not really into aerospace, but, you know, now I kind of am. But, yeah, um, leading off of that, and, like, the space kind of things, I was wondering, what do you think about Space Force? Because my, I know my two cousins, um, they're like older, you know, like adults, and they're like all into SpaceX, and you think SpaceX is going to be like an actual thing eventually. So yeah, what are your thoughts on SpaceX? SpaceX or Space Force? Said. Oh shoot, Space Force is what I meant. Yeah, so Space Force, okay, well, I guess you kind of, you know, technically you could call it a separate branch, but it's not going to be, you know, like a whole separate like enlistment process. It's just giving, you know, because um, right now the Air Force is what handles missile defense and, you know, the nuclear missiles and stuff. Yeah, but so it's kind of be like... Basically be, that would just basically be giving the um, missiles and stuff the tone budget. Yeah, so it's kind of... I was thinking it would kind of be like more like what the Marines is with the Navy you know, be, like, a sub-branch, and maybe, like, I know that Marines has, like, kind of been, like, more more and more independent, but I think it'll be, like, kind of like what Navy wanted the Marines to be, and be, like, kind of like a, a full, like, on sub-branch, because really now, the Marines really isn't a sub-branch, if you really think about it. I know it technically yeah, it, is, it, but... it really wasn't, really, ever. Actually, um, you know what's pretty cool? I'm just kind of string off of this. Of the five armed services, the Air Force, the Army, Marines, Navy, and Coast Guard. But did you know there's actually seven uniform services? So there's those five, but there's also two more. 
No, I, I actually did not know about that. Yes, uh, there's seven uniform services. Um, one of them being. Do you, do you know what uh, NOAA is? NOAA. Yeah, I, I actually heard that about that a couple times. Yeah, National Oceanic National Oceanic Atmospheric Association or Administration. I can't talk today. <laughs> National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Um, the uh, commissioned core. And then the other one is the uh, U.S. Department of Public Health, which I actually thought was kind of interesting. And yeah, actually, while we're on the topic of, you know, different branches, one thing that I've noticed, like, throughout the years of my interest in the military was that, you know, you know how, you know, the Air Force kind of started off as the, you know, the Army? Army Yeah, so now, like, in 2019, the... U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Army are transitioning into the same uniform at the same time as the Navy is transitioning into pretty much the Marines uniform. <clears throat> Excuse me there. And the Coast Guard, you know, they're kind of their own thing, but they actually do, some of them do wear, you know, like the Navy Navy uniform that they're transitioning into. So I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting. That's kind of, that's kind of, you know, interesting, but I'm, um, you know, it might, you know, it might happen like that, um, you know, it might be... You know, with Space Force, it might be the same deal as the Air Force, you know, kind of splits off like the Army Air Corps did. Yeah, so my question is, would then the Space Force kind of be considered to be started off as the U.S. Army and they kind of all be connected? Because the U.S. Army made it to the U.S. Air Force. Um, well, what I'd assume is it'd be a branch off the Air Force. Yeah, but... Because, you know, it has to do with, you know, aerospace, aviation stuff, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It would be kind of like the uh, Army Air Corps, but for the Air Force, you know? Yeah, I don't know, like, how you think about it, but to me, after knowing that the U.S. Air Force came from the Army, I kind of think of it as a sub-branch also, even though it's not considered it. I kind of think about it because, you know, just, it's kind of the same deal as the Marines. It came from the Navy, so technically, I think it should be a sub-branch of the Army. Yeah, that's what it used yeah so that's what i was kind of thinking you know it'd be all like kind of tied tied together but yeah space force definitely something i'd be interesting in interested in especially if you get to go to space um possibly so, like it's really just you know the missiles and the missile command and stuff which yeah. the air force currently handles yeah but i kind of figured you know space force you know there's going to be like some people going into space um and, you know, kind of be connected to NASA, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, you know, there might be someone, you know, on the ISS. Yeah, and just real quick, um, just because I did see this documentary about John F. Kennedy, about him getting, you know, shot, and, you know, people kind of thinking he got shot because he was going to, you know, tell, you know, too many secrets about America. And so then, you know, people, they went out, to go and kill them, or people got hired to kill them, and the huge controversy is whether or not who killed him. So I think it's Oswald and this other guy who claims he came out of jail for 20 years for like being involved with gang stuff or something like that. Not really, I can't really remember too vivid, just because it was a long time ago. But yeah, he actually claims that he had killed John F. Kennedy with a mercury-filled bullet that went into his head 
so he did get shot multiple times one by his own men by accident but he claims that the one that actually got him in the head you if you dig him up he will have mercury in his head so i was just kind of you know as i was watching that, i was kind of thinking you know what second lieutenant bruder would kind of think about that if he knew anything about it yeah there was all you know some conspiracies about there on which you know i think some of them are completely ridiculous like some people thought it was the you know the russians because they didn't want us to get to the moon first yeah that's another one you know but i i think the biggest one is like um you know the the one that's overlooked the most is the one that the U.S. government actually wanted him killed because, if you think about it, the president is only a president for four years, eight years yeah, at max. After, after that, he so ev- yeah, so everything that they, they can't know certain stuff, and at the time he had known certain stuff, so they needed to get rid of him before he leaked everything and pretty much ruined the government's reputation. Yeah, so you know, there's some conspiracies about that stuff. I think a lot of them are completely, you know, kind of ridiculous. Um, and just kind of, you know... But, hey, you know, who knows? They could be right. But they could very well probably not be. Yeah, and being on the topic of conspiracy theories, and I guess you can consider this U.S. history because we were involved with the World War. Oh, yeah, um, um, that one. I, I yeah, actually about... to stay off that one for... You know, the time being, just so you know, we don't start too many, you know, controversies there. Yeah, about the Nazis. Maybe we'll get into that in another episode. Um, yeah, but, maybe it, you know, comes up through some other matters. Um, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't just, you know, kind of bring that up because it's, you know, kind of a sensitive topic. Yeah, I mean, well, really, whatever your guys' opinion, um, I believe, you know, you should be able to believe that. Um, but, yeah, why don't we share some stories about Cap? I have... A story about Cap from when I went to Solberg. So we were in, you know, Solberg. So it's an overnight thing. You guys, you know, you can like stay a couple hours, but I chose to stay overnight for the full three days. And the first day we got there, you know, nice and sunny. But then towards the afternoon, it started like torrentially downpouring. So I'm soaking wet. All I want to do is go to sleep right now because I'm just soaking wet and I just had to help like direct traffic and stuff like that I, all i want to do is go to bed i unzip my tent okay because we're sleeping in tents open up to a huge puddle in the front luckily nothing got wet but there was a huge puddle so i had to spend the next half hour because all we had was paper towels just dipping paper towels in there getting them soaked dipping again it was just so crazy um but yeah ended up falling asleep with the puddle pretty much still there because it kind of filled back in um, so, yeah, Cap, you know, you're not really in it, you know, there are some times where you're gonna, you know, actually feel like you're in the military, to some degree, um, but yeah, that's my story that I just wanted to share with you guys, um, I don't know what 2nd Lieutenant Bruders is, but I'm looking forward to hearing it right now. I have a, I have a, a few funny Cap stories, um, yeah, alright, I'll leave you, uh, three choices. Um, you just pick a number one through three. I'll share one this episode. I'll kind of, I'll try to give you know one funny cap story each episode. So, uh, do you want to hear one, two, or three? Just pick a number. Two. All right, two. That's a good one. So, our squadron, or uh, not our squadron, our group. Um, I'm in the Western New York group. Um, in uh, New York, Wayne. but um, we have a group military ball, which is kind of you know just like a you know nice formal event where you know we get to get our 
get we are the entire group gets together it's about it's like like 300 cadets there yeah um yeah we go to a nice sorry i'm like choking on my some like the uh, but um, you know we all get together it's a nice banquet hall it's pretty nice you know we eat there's awards then we dance you know it's pretty fun pretty fun party but um so during dinner um we were there. so during dinner um so these people were at a separate table i was there with my date and um you know we were there and so this other table gets barbecue sauce and uh you know it's in a um you know kind of glass kind of ceramic bowl like that belonged to the uh restaurant yeah so they're like oh this is good i dare someone to ask for a takeout container so, like, this was at a different table i was sitting you know at a different table than them but uh they were, were like hey bruder do you want some uh do you want some uh barbecue sauce to uh take home and i was like i don't know is it like is it good is it good barbecue sauce she's uh why don't you try some and i was like all right my first who wants to be a pj just stands up Spoon, takes a spoonful of barbecue sauce, just starts walking towards me. I'm like, what? What? What are you do? It just feeds me a spoonful of barbecue sauce. Yeah, I've actually done that with um, ketchup, but I can imagine it's probably ten times worth worse with hot sauce. So- uh, shoot, barbecue Bar- sauce. Barbecue. No, it was it was it was good barbecue sauce. I ended up by uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. It some good barbecue sauce. Huh. I could, I could probably imagine someone who wants to be a PJ, um, especially like myself, liking to eat straight condiments like that, like straight mustard, straight ketchup, and straight barbecue sauce, um, and probably... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, actually, um, another just random sidetrack thing related to eating condiments, um, somehow related to cap, but, uh, not, uh, well, also not at all being related to cap, um, uh, I, when I was, when I was little, um... I ate, um, I love to eat relish, so whenever I had a hot dog, I got relish on it, and then I put just, like, a scoop of relish on the side of my plate and ate it. Yeah, sorry. So, this actually, is not at all related to Cap. I don't even know how we got, oh, yeah, Cap. Yeah, but actually, um, you are kind of lagging out here, so if you guys are listening, sorry for that. Uh, Sukin Lieutenant Bruder is a little bit laggy right now, but that's all right. It won't happen in the next episode, but... Yeah, I think it's about that time because I do believe we want to keep it around the 30-minute mark just to keep you guys focused because it is really long to focus, even 30 minutes, but yeah, definitely. This is, a, you know, something you listen to while you're polishing your boots, you know, so. Yeah, probably, maybe, design maybe we should have named it, um, the Boot Polishing boot polish podcast. podcast, yeah. Yeah. That's a little catchy, too, um, if yeah, you guys so. want to start it out there, you know, go ahead, be my guest, but... Yeah, make sure to check out my YouTube, youtube.com backslash Civil Air Patroller. Um, make sure to follow if you are on SoundCloud and subscribe. Leave a rating if you are on iTunes. Check out my Instagram, instagram.com backslash Civil Air Patroller. Um, if, you guys, uh, if you guys want to know where to find me on Instagram, it is uh, kbuffs uh, underscore dot spotter. So kbuff, um, kbuf. Uh, underscore and then a period that's important because you know i made a little screw up made a uh, account to save my name when i changed it for christmas and then forgot the password to that account so that's eternally taken so you know i just added a period there so kbuf kbuf underscore period spot okay and thank you guys so much for listening hope you guys did enjoy this and stay tuned to the next 
until the next episode. And yeah, Cadet yes, Senior I'm, Airman Jordulo. And I'm your co-host, Second Lieutenant Bruder. Have a good night.